Marini's Media. Hello, listener, and welcome to the Totally Hee-Haw Scottish Football Show in association with Paddy Power. Better an odd one today. I'm Andrew Slavin. I've got JJ Bull in the studio with me. Hello, I am here. And we're still bringing you this podcast because we just don't stop giving. Also joining us as well, Sky Sports News Editor, newly appointed Sky Sports News Editor, Anthony Joseph. How are you, Tony? Yeah, I'm good. Good to be back. How are you feeling in all of this uh, craziness right now? Because it's a bit... We've heard from probably loads of people so far. It's just a bizarre scenario, but... I want to know, what, what did you do at the weekend? <laughs> I went to Dulwich Hamlet game. Oh, did you? Really? Yeah, oh, one cool. of the 3,000 that went there. I think it was one of their record crowds. Yeah, non-league games so, went up. So, right. So, <laughs> do you went to the football? Yeah, I needed to get my football fixed. So, so if, you oh didn't, if, you, if you didn't know, JJ, all uh, league organisations, apart from the National League, which is the fifth, sixth, fifth and sixth tiers, they still play football at the weekend. So, a lot of people down in London... And elsewhere, got to catch some football. Uh, a lot of non-league teams kept playing. Yeah, don't know. It's uh, I don't know how I feel about it all. Um, well, amazing. <laughs> it's 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 just a bizarre situation. Now, before we move on, one of the first questions we got asked is, how about uh, from Mark Adams? This is, how about you try to get through the whole podcast and not mention the virus? I just think it's quite relevant. So, <laughs> I'm inclined to maybe think maybe maybe we call it the Miley Cyrus. Well, this is the thing we haven't mentioned what it's called, so maybe we could try yeah. and not mention the name, the C word. We'll call it yes, the C word. Um, so, yeah. look, let's cover the first and only topic. There's no football. It's been suspended indefinitely in Scotland as football associations across the country put pretty much two fingers up to the government and cancelled sporting events anyway, which is probably, we all agree, is the right decision um, to to limit the amount of contact people have with each other. Well, the, problem, the whole point of that is that apparently the possibility of spreading mass events is quite low, but the problem is that resources needed, like hospital staff, paramedics, mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. like that, police all these people who have to do that i mean it'll get a lot worse right it's better and uh you need to have those staff not looking after a largely it is pointless uh, mass event so that they can look after people in hospitals well this is it at the end of the day we still have no football and that is a totally secondary in all of this yeah, I, 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 it's you know. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I think it's absolutely fine to. You can play pro evo. Play pro evo. Well, this is it. Like there, there are now opportunities to catch up on maybe Football Manager. Exactly. If you caught up on that, and if you log in back to your FM nineteen get save, where you've won the Champions League three times with Aberdeen, let me tell you what a joyous time it is. The stadium's named after me. I'm a, I'm fully that, into it. Oh yeah, JJ Bellerina. Yeah, you're only exactly into it you're, you're so successful. Yeah, I, but then you've I just, never told us this before. I know. I just get papped out of the Champions League the first time since I've uh, been in it in this uh, mythical world in which I live. There is no horrible diseases, pandemics destroying the uh, the earth. You're listening to the Totally Scottish Football Show in association with Paddy Power. Well, look, if you can find some joy in all of this, hopefully our podcast can be one of them because 
podcasts are going to become pretty important for people as they've got plenty of time in their hands. If they're not going into work or if they're working from home and want to listen to something a bit more interesting, maybe our voices can be interesting for once. But more importantly, Anthony, you're coming from a professional point of view, Sky Sports News. What are what are the scenes like there on a professional level? Well, it's very different in terms of TV production. Obviously, the, the, we've got the TV studio and at the moment it's not had to be put in lockdown. We did do a test working from home day where only critical staff were in in terms of like producers and presenters and they were pretty much in all day. Um, I got sent to Brighton's press conference instead. But uh, other than that, it's very much in terms of the news agenda, there's there's no sport. So there's no sport on Sky Sports. We've covered a bit of netball and basketball and other uh, provincial sports. But coronavirus has just taken over because it's Sky Sports News. We are covering the news side of it and what it, how it impacts football, both in England, Scotland and the rest of the world. Well, Mark Adams, we've already failed you because we've mentioned the virus. But um, let's look at this and, and what it means from a footballing level. On Monday, the Joint Response Group put out this message. The preference remains that season 2019-2020 will be played to completion. It would be inappropriate and unhelpful to speculate on any future decisions to be taken by competition organisers. What do we say to that? I mean, no football was decided at around... You know, 25 to 12 on Friday morning. Motherwell Aberdeen was due to be played that evening, as was Queen of the South. Uh, they were supposed to be playing. That all got cancelled. But it's the right decision. And I guess we've got to move on to this subject of what do you guys think how the season should end? Should it be a decision for the organisers to conclude the season now and award winners and relegate teams or should we look at every possible option to finish the season with games being played? I don't think you have to make a decision right away. You can. We don't know how long this is going to last for. Some people think it could be six months, some people think it could be right through to spring next year, right? So nobody knows. There's no need to, to go straight into it. I mean, I know Aberdeen are still preparing to be playing against Livingston. Are they still training? Uh, no, they're at home, self-isolated. I spoke to the media manager today. The training shot. Uh, yeah. A lot of training grounds. Are I'd imagine that's around the, around the country. I mean, I've been busy with my work, working from home this this week. But uh, I spoke to Aberdeen today, and I know that they're in yeah they're in self-isolation. All the players. Um, I don't know if there's any players with it or anything like that. But then there's half the problem with this country is that there's no tests being done, so the numbers are far below what they actually are. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's odd that it took so long for these games to get banned but then the leadership in Scotland seems to be a bit stronger than what it is in England where Sturgeon has taken a you know, she was the first to go and make sure that this you know these things were banned rather than the English uh... although the <laughs> English organisations still made a decision themselves yeah they it did was, yeah, yeah. Um, afterwards yeah I mean if we talk about the Scottish Premiership and what's happened so far we had Neil Lennon come out and say the title should be awarded to Celtic if the season well, they're going to win it anyway. Fi- can't be finished. But like they're going to win it anyway. They've already won it. So it's all an interpretation <laughs> of the rules. So Ambudge is saying if they did what Neil Lennon's wanting, if they c- cancel the season, that Celtic are champions, that would also mean Hearts are relegated, I, I presume. Mm-hmm. But Ambudge's reading of the rules is different. So, but the SPFL actually does have rules for scenarios of ending the season. 
Does but that's, it? But it actually, yeah. So, it, but it's the wording that's crucial here, mm-hmm. and it's Neil Lennon's reading of the rules and Celtic fans' reading of the rules will be different to Hearts because they view as the competition is that as a thirty-eight game competition, mm-hmm. but the reading of the determination of what the SPFL classes as a season is after thirty-eight games or after the board of the SPFL have deemed the end of the season. Mm. So they could suspend and delay the season if the Euros is called off. That There's loads of options and mm. that could impact shortening next season or scrapping the group stage of the, of next season, making it a knockout, knockout format only or, or anything like that and delaying Champions League and Europa League. Or, But if the, F, if the SPFL board declared the end of the season, the league finishes as it is now and that would surely mean Celtic are determined champions and hearts would be relegated but that doesn't mean they can't and they won't completely null and void the current season so which i i think would be ridiculous if they null and void it after after 30 games so my preference would be that they just delay it and just just wait and you can always plan ahead for next season and the implications of what it is on next season but let's just finish this season Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. try and try and do it when it's safe to do so. I, I don't know if what you've heard, but from my understanding, I don't think even the, the option of null and void is, is on the table for yeah. the SPFL. I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, um, I don't, but, it's, it's just, just going by what uh, fans sure. are saying in Twitter. Yes, yesterday, Sky Sports News had, a, News had a poll on what to do with the English season. 300,000 people replied to it and 52% said... Have the season null and void in England, but, but you know, you, you know, know as well as I do, it's because any of the poll, team. It's because of the any, team that's at the top of that table. <laughs> any poll, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, any poll I remember ever doing at BT Sport, if Liverpool were involved, they were always yeah, top of the no, list. <laughs> I, I do get that, but it's it's amazing that three hundred thousand people have, have voted on it. And, so, and what yeah. we really need in the long-standing Rangers and Celtic, like, are they a real club? Is ten in a row sort of stuff is going to be that if Celtic are awarded the title, and then Rangers fans then say, well, it doesn't really. Count does it? Oh, it wasn't the full well, oh. speaking speaking of Celtic and Rangers, maybe it's time to bring in our good friend Adam Miller, aka Old Fun Facts. What's your thoughts on not just everything, but I, I'm, I'm going to direct you straight to Neil Lennon's comments on um, handing the title. Handing the title is probably the wrong words, but you know, looking at the league table, it looks like they're not going to lose it. But Neil Lenning says if the league season was to end now, they should, the SPFL that is, should award the trophy to Celtic. What do you think on that? It's interesting that uh, the Celtic manager there is advocating for a solution that benefits <laughs> Celtic. Um, I, don't think, I don't think anyone would have seen that coming. Uh, I don't know if you've seen as well in the, in the last few minutes that Rangers have put out a statement which says just looking at it now, it just says, for the avoidance of doubt, we believe the final standings can only be confirmed when all games have been completed, not before. Any attempt to finish the season with a significant amount of games still to play impacts upon the integrity of sport in Scotland. So you've got Lennon at Celtic saying that if the season uh, finishes without the rest of the games being played, then it's Celtic's title and Rangers saying we don't think that's a good idea. So it's it's definitely comes as a surprise that Celtic want the thing that benefits Celtic and Rangers <laughs> want the thing that doesn't benefit Celtic. They've both um, got I, they've both got um, official esports teams as well. I think they should be just finishing off the season on Pro Evo. Well, yeah, th- there's there's an argument for that. I, I think really the only not a serious one though. <laughs> well, well, no, but but 
I, I, I'm not sure we can expect a serious argument from the people actually running things. So, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I think what it really comes down to is if people can source an old copy of Chat Manager 0102, because <laughs> really, <laughs> that's that's got to be the definitive way of sorting this out. But yeah, I, I think to, I, I don't think anyone. And I would include Celtic supporters in this. I don't think anyone really wants a situation where those games can't be played. That looks increasingly like it might happen, that we're going to have to just scrap the last of those games. But I think whether, you know, whether you're a Celtic fan or a Liverpool fan down south or you're a Dundee United fan or anyone in any position that stands to win something at the end of the season, I think you want to play those games and win it in that kind of unequivocal manner. Yeah, I, I, I think... If it comes down to it and the season has to just be chucked at this point, then I think, yeah, I think Celtic do get the title. I think Dundee United get the title. Hearts get relegated, etc. But I don't think that's in anyone's best interests. So ideally, in an ideal scenario that's probably unlikely, we get to finish these games at a later date. But it feels unlikely. There's there's loads of um, suggestions on what should be done um, if you look just look up Scottish football on Twitter. But there, there is the suggestion that uh, maybe we should follow uh, around German football, promote the two teams that would be promoted, say they get promoted from the Championship into the Premiership, and in the Premiership there is no trophy and no relegation, so there would be 14 teams in the Premiership. Would, you, would that excite you as a football fan? It, it's, the, the reaction to it would definitely excite me, <laughs> particularly as someone who is... Technically, according to my CV, a sports journalist with no sport to cover, so that would de- <laughs> that would give me play- that would give me material at least to keep churning it out for a while. But uh, I-, I can definitely see the argument in that, and uh, I-, I think in terms, of- I think in terms of teams at the bottom of the table, they would certainly be in favour of it. But I don't see, I don't, I don't see it being something that would convince all of the fans here by any stretch of imagination. And what about what? What's the best thing you've seen online about this whole scenario? I mean, it, it's we've heard unprecedented. We've heard um, people give their thoughts on everything. But what what are your thoughts on on just the whole situation right now? Well, I think I mean the the best the best thing I've seen, and I'm sure the best thing anyone's seen. I think we all have to uh, this time defer to the experts like Chris Boyd. Um, so I don't know if you, you saw Chris Boyd talking about playing behind closed doors. I, I think the, the quote was something along the lines of no fan wants to have to go and watch their team play behind closed doors. <laughs> so, which suggests to me that he doesn't necessarily understand the concept of playing behind closed doors. Um, I, I was writing about it the other day and saying it reminded me of the comment George Best made years ago and I think it was Soccer Saturday and he was t- saying back in the day they thought fans wouldn't stand for all-seater stadiums. But I think the Boyd thing's the best, the best thing I've seen so far with it. And uh, yeah, I, it's one of these things, it's almost reassuring that... Um, in this time when, you know, this unprecedented crisis in terms of health and, and then the knock-on effects to businesses and then way down the list you get sport. Uh, it's, it's almost comforting at this point that people still can't separate their footballing allegiances yeah. when they're trying to make these decisions, you know. And with everyone 
it seems like everyone's going to be self-isolating in some way or other, avoiding work or having to work from home. Um, have you heard the, the, the delight of Leighton Orient's FIFA Quarantine Tournament and that Martin Boyle is going to be a Hibs entrant into this tournament? Motherwell, Hamilton and Ross County are also involved, apparently. Right. Well, I mean, see, you had all these cynics saying that we'd be struggling for content if there was no football. E-games! You've got that. I noticed, like, Bayer Leverkusen were playing yeah. Connect 4 with someone the other day, I think. And Celt- Hull. Celtic, Hull it was, yes, wasn't it? Yeah, and C- Celtic were tweeting stuff today that was like, guess who, with pictures of players celebrating goals from last season or whatever. Oh you're like, this is this is... This is just scraping the barrel, and you know I'm in I'm in no position to say scrape, to talk about scraping the barrel because I just put out a a story yesterday that was a minute by minute um, recap of a game that didn't actually happen. So I, guess, uh, I, can't, I can't criticize anyone else. I think my favorite tweet of this whole thing is it was by Pai and Bovril the other day. Oh yes, it's mind blowing how some boy in China ate a bat. And it eventually led to the postponement of Elgin v Brecon. Let that sink in for a minute. This is one. Of the, I think this is one of the all-time greatest tweets. Oh, it's wonderful! Like, every, it? Everything in the wording of it is perfect. It's one of those where like, I mind blowing is funny to start off with. Mind blowing that some boy in China, some boy is funny in China, and Elgin v Brecon is such a funny. Yeah. That's a perfect joke. I, I I immediately you know group chats on WhatsApp. I immediately screenshotted that. And just sent it to everyone. The there absolute are gold. professional comedians and like oh, comedian so writers who will never write a joke as good as that. Mm-hmm. Perfect. I'm Jose Mourinho. I know a thing or two about being special. Finding pastel de natas in a London cafe? Special. Winning the daily jackpot on Paddy Power Games? Not special. Understood, Jose. Yes, someone wins an average £40,000 jackpot every single day. So if you win, don't think you're special. Daily Jackpots by Paddy Power Games. Jackpots must be awarded by 11pm and vary from day to day. Jackpot is shared with other operators. Available on selected games. T's and C's at paddypower.com. 18plusbegambleware.org. On Spotify, smart speaker and podcast platforms everywhere, this is the Totally Scottish Football Show from Muddy Knees Media. Well, at this stage of the season, you know, we normally do or look ahead to do a team of the season, but we're going to bring that forward a little bit uh, because the season might be over. So we're we're going to try and avoid as many Celtic players in that as possible. Um, so if you do pick a player or a manager... I don't you have any count. anyway, it's fine. Sorry? I don't have any anyway. Well, there you go. Um, <laughs> so in order to avoid just one team involved in all of this, if you pick one player from a certain team, then you have to avoid any other players from that team. But we're going to start with the managers to kick things off. So I'll look at you, JJ, and say, who are you going to pick out of the 12 And managers? to be clear, the manager I choose here then can't pick any of the players. Absolutely, yeah. Right. So you if, you were to pick, if you were to pick Neil Lennon right now, you then can't pick any players. I'm not pick picking Neil Lennon. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead then. Stop it! I'm not, uh, right, so I've calculated this because I've already got most of my team written out, right? Jim Goodwin is right. my manager of the season in the terms of this game. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, and I'll tell you why. St Mirren aren't very good. He took them over last year. They should probably have gone down last season, right? But didn't. Uh, managed to survive. This season, they're not... I mean, they're, their actual um, place in the table isn't great. 
But as I've talked about so many times before, XG, you know, I go on about this forever and ever and ever. But uh, St Mirren should be way higher up the table than they actually are. Like they should be sitting um, probably about sixth, something like that. I think it was oh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, according to like, well, this is Scout's XG model. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, none of them are perfect, but uh, rather than having 29 points, they should be on about 38.9, which would put them just roughly where near Aberdeen are, uh, slightly above Hibs. And I think for him to have done that with the staff that he has, to have come in and made such an impact straight away over the summer, and they don't play horrible football all the time either, St Mirren. Yeah, that's right. Which is why there are no particular players in that team I think would stand out to get in the team. So the manager is therefore my choice. Interesting. I, I, win. I quite like that. Yeah, <laughs> you win already. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not taking. Either him or Tommy Wright. I mean, you are right. St Mirren have played some good football. Their issue really all season has been goals up front. Um, but Anthony or anywhere goals anywhere. Correct. Yeah. Anthony, who are you going to pick? Manager Mine of the season. It's going to be Gary Holt. Gary Holt? Interesting. They're, we've just, they've just been overperformed again uh, this season. They're sitting fifth in the table and they're a very hard team to beat. Mm-hmm. The Celtic haven't beaten them. It's uh, the, the, the spaghetti had. <laughs> and uh, like their home form is ridiculous. If they, if go, just going by their home form, they would be third in the table just by going from home games. Mm-hmm. And uh, just to raise on your points, and they've overperformed, they've actually underperformed, they've got 39 points, they shoot, according to Scout again, they've been 40.2, so they're actually, I mean, they're more or less where they should be, but that that's another sign of how well they have done this season. Mm-hmm. So expected points, they are, that's the one I was talking about there, but expected goals even, um, they've scored 41, and XG says it should be 39.3, so they're roughly around where they so should be. So is that be. because other teams haven't done as well as they should have? No, it's their, well? act, their actual points. Uh, are be, so if it went right through it. I mean, Celtic have overperformed. They should expect it to be 70 points, but they've got 80. And uh, this is what g- great teams and great players do, is they overperform XG. It's not like XG is not, this is what should definitely have happened. Oh, they've broken the rule. It is a guide to show you how the way they've played and the chances they've created suggest that over you know a big source period they would be uh, closer to where that number gives you it's a guide almost to sort of work out where people are so like say uh, say Celtic were uh, like it's a good, good example of it is when Borussia Dortmund were almost getting relegated from the Bundesliga with Jurgen Klopp in charge like the XG said they should be way up table they should have been way mm. way up but they weren't and it doesn't make any sense because the previous seasons they were always there it's because the underlining stats said that's where they should be and then sure enough after the winter break they got straight up back to table and that's okay. where they were so like Celtic yeah, or over. So who the bigger this? Who are the biggest overperformance in the Premiership? It, well, as naturally you'd expect, it's Celtic because they have oh. the better players, and okay. just against weaker teams, that's always going to give them advantage. Rangers are slightly above what they should be; it should be sixty-three point seven. They've got sixty-seven. Motherwell are slightly overperforming, which is good as well. Livingston are more or less where they are. Aberdeen are overperforming; they're forty-five points. Should have thirty-nine point eight according to Y Scout. The funny ones are like Hearts. <laughs> Hearts have twenty-three points. They should have, according to how they played this season, thirty-eight. Wow. <laughs> they, uh, they, it's there's one of the reasons it's so funny if they do. I mean, not for Hearts fans. If the, if Hearts go down, right, they're relegated. They should never have been anywhere near where they are. It's one of the things about it's weird about football. You can dominate a game, but if you don't take your chances, and then the other team scores a chance they should never have had in the first place. These things happen. It's what makes it a fun sport to watch, and but, why you get these random well, results? You can have the players, the individuals, and they're just not clicking as a team. Well, this is it, and, and then, then, then you have to go as far as you know. This is a team that have you know got rid of a manager and replaced them with someone else mm-hmm. in the middle of a season. It's not. It's not going to be easy. Yeah. But um, 
let's let's round up. I'm going to agree with you, Anthony. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with uh, Gary Holt. I'm gonna join you. I'm not gonna have Jim Goodwin. Although think about the players you miss out from um, from Livy, though. No, I well, yeah, I understand. Um, I but I think I think around. those players. I think those players are good because of Gary Holt, and that's why I'd want him to be the manager of our team of this season. You've been championing Lyndon Dykes as a Scotland striker. (laughs) I didn't. I threw a question out about it. I Uh, wanted your opinion. We can give him a new set of Wayne's girls. (laughs) Look how he's changing his mind as he's called up on it. I see. Uh, Not at all. (laughs) Hello, it's JD here. I just wanted to let you know about Harry's. They're the guys who do awesome razors. I've been using Harry's because I always want to look my smoothest for Andrew. And Harry's give the closest, most comfortable shave. Plus, it's affordable, which is refreshing in these dire economic times. And what's also great about Harry's is they're backing football's other guys, which is five-a-side teams and Sunday league squads that bring bibs and lay down the cones and tape up goalposts and things like that every Sunday, all just for the love of the game. And Harry's will be celebrating grassroots football with a competition that has already started. Good luck with that. Think changing rooms, makeovers and new kits and goalposts and other much-needed things to revitalise the grounds of local teams. So to find out more about their competition or just to get started shaving, that's what they're good at with Harry's, head to harrys.com forward slash scottish and for just £3.95, you'll receive a trial set worth £11.50, which includes a razor, a five-blade razor cartridge, some foaming shave gel, and a travel blade cover. So you go to harrys.com forward slash Scottish. That is how you can shave your entire face. So here to give us a perspective on the lower league divisions and teams in those divisions I'm, I'm delighted to be joined by an athletic manager Peter Murphy first of all Peter just like to hear what your reaction was um, from the decision on Friday well first of all when you just said uh, you'd, you know you're inviting me on to give you my perspective um, my perspective at the minute is a bit clouded you know mm. it's a bit, there's a lot of uncertainty around and um, from last week the, the middle part of last week when we we get told about the, you know, gatherings of 500 or more would be cancelled to then get the next day or so that where it just everything gets uh, shut down straight away. You know, that in itself was very confusing because the situation, the health situation is developing uh, day by day. But also for a, for a club like ourselves, like every other club at our level, you know, effectively on Friday, we've had more than likely 90% of our income stopped um from friday and now there's the the guidelines come out today there's a statement come out from the uh, the sfa and the spfl today just saying that it's you know postponed indefinitely until something changes so so for clubs at our level there's a lot of uncertainty at this moment in time and yeah it poses poses a very a very tough problem for ourselves so i take it you have to just It'll work under the presumption that football is going to come back at some point quite soon. So therefore, as manager, you have to have your players prepared. But how? Like, what are you doing to to to, to manage this? Or do you have? Have you given them individual fitness routines at home to do? Are they in self isolation now? What's the deal for you? No, well, at the minute, um, just with having Friday the, with the games being cancelled and not knowing what is happening, I myself have given the players the week. We're training and asking them to, to just look after themselves as best that they can, mm. because they because there's I, uh, have you seen the the guidelines that have come out 
in the last couple of hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. watched them. Yeah, yeah. With regard to training, where they recommend that training doesn't doesn't go ahead at all levels, just for safety. So, is that a recommendation? Is that a you know a guideline? Is it a protocol? Mm. You know the, these things. So, if if we're talking about the health and safety of players and officials, because uh, if you bring players down to train. We don't know. So there is, as I said, there's a lot of uncertainty. The situation is developing all the time, but you get, there's two ways of looking at it from the, the health and safety point of view with the coronavirus, which is what everybody's worried about. We don't know a lot about it, and I'm not qualified to talk about it. But from the financial standpoint of a club like ourselves, we're going to need some help. And where that comes from, we don't know at the minute also. You say 90% of your, your income is, is going by games not taking place. What what do you do? Like, how how are you paying? How are you going to pay players? How are you getting paid yourself? How how does the club keep going to the level it has been, or does it have to to downsize a bit? I know I know Inverness are, are having emergency talks uh, this week as well, including the manager about how they go forward. What what's the situation at Annan? Uh, the situation at Annan, we had a meeting on Sunday, but again that meeting was, you know, fifty percent or more of that meeting was about the uncertainty going forward that we're going to wait hopefully wait to find out from uh, the governing bodies you know what help is available when we're going to be playing games again when the players can train so that's that's one aspect another aspect is is how we can try and generate income and a lot of that was from trying to get people into the club but then you know to spend money in the club because we've got our bar and function room but then if people can't come and you know, or out, or they they can't come in groups. That affects, you know, your earnings. They're saying about reviewing insurance policies. The clubs review their their insurance, um, but it doesn't cover something like this. Mm-hmm. So essentially, that means, as a as a club, like I'm pretty sure most other clubs, because that there'll be a standard policy for most of the the, the SPFL clubs, uh, you're not covered. So. It is. It is really worrying times, shall we say? This is this is where you know guidance from governing bodies is is all fine and well, but and I've and I've seen other representatives from clubs say um, themselves, you know, there has to be more decisions made from a higher level to provide clubs with better guidance, better definitive answers on how to how support will be given and how clubs can better protect themselves in the coming weeks and and potentially months. So one of the things has been muted is cancelling this season so that prize money can be given out now. Would you be an advocate of of something like that, finishing the season now, or would you much rather prefer the, the season to play out? You're you're asking me a question that I'm uncertain of how to answer. Yeah, it's not easy. Um, it's not easy at all. Again, we there is the case that that guidance needs to come out sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. Um, so as people are in a position, and clubs are in a position where they they sort of know what to deal with the uncertainty is I think is is the problem. And going forward, if that goes a little bit longer, the clubs struggle and. The, Especially with Annan, the, the like likes of Annan, where it's ge- uh, geographically situated, yeah, it's a little community where, if a club, a football club like Annan struggles to survive, it'll affect the whole community. Mm-hmm. 
because it is a meeting place and a, a place where our kids can come and play for the future. And there is a lot of uncertainty. So although we're looking at uh, yeah, how would the league play out or even if it was behind closed doors, that's still there's a financial implications to every club. If the if the league was to stop, there's financial implications. If it was to carry on after, like in four weeks' time, if it was to carry on then, those players' contracts run out at a certain point, or are those games going to be covered before the season finishes, or is it going to be an extended league? Which then again, there's financial implications to that. So, you know, these are big decisions to be made from people higher up in obviously the government and the football association. But everybody's in the same boat, and there's a lot of clubs. We, we say clubs at the lower league, but even clubs at the higher league, they you know there's costs. Yeah. Players' wages will be higher, you know, contracts and everything like that. So, and and it seems like this could be only the start of it as well. Would you prefer the advice from the governing bodies to be more decisive then, as in saying no, this is a ban. Do not do not train, um, rather than we advise you against training or do not hold certain events rather than we advise you against. Because I guess if you're fighting for your lives as a club further down the line, it, it's it's the same as like a contract worker thinking, mm-hmm. oh, I've got got a bit of a cold, but I need I really need the money. I need to work today to to pay pay my bills and and going into work. How how do you balance that out? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it's it's oh it's, god what, it's what, awful. <laughs> well, this is it. I mean, I know I know Anne and a, a, are in a okay position in the division, but for the likes of of clubs that you know, Brecon City, um, what where do their positions lie in, in the next coming weeks when we have a bit more information? I know UEFA are having a meeting on Tuesday, but who knows how quickly the governing bodies in Scotland are going to make a decision after that. Um, it's just on players, Peter. Before before we let you go, how difficult is that for a manager as well to manage players' expectations? Some of them might be. I think it's t- the end of May. A lot of contracts will be finishing. How do you, if if the season was to, it may be difficult to answer this, but if the season was to be extended into June, how difficult could it be to extend some of these players even for an extra month? And I, I I'm aware that obviously it's a part time club, and some of these players would have. Um, part-time jobs out with the club but would it be still even harder to keep some of them on well it would be so a part-time a part-time football you know if, if the likes of Annan we've budgeted for our season we have players signed and contracts that we know what the outcomes are going to be we would then hope that with the games that are on and the revenue that we can make through co- like corporate sponsorship coming in in the bar and uh, tickets sold you would hope to be trying to you know there's a projection for our budget Yearly, that has now been taken away for any income coming in. So we still have players contracted till a certain point. Mm -hmm. If the league was extended over that point, there's extra wages to be paid because the players have to are entitled their wages at this moment in time. So that poses another problem, especially if there's no revenue that has been coming in. They're also because it's part-time football. A lot of players uh, with other jobs will use that time of the off season to go away on holidays um, whether that can happen now because flights yeah. <laughs> you know flights have stopped and you know do they lose their money holidays or you know there's loads of, this is unprecedented mm-hmm. you know this hasn't happened before so all the questions that have been asked I, like you know it's, it, they're very tough to answer mm-hmm. so that's where clubs like ourselves 
just need to be helped out. Yeah, and, and you told say, what to do. You say helped out as well. Would you welcome wealth distribution even from Scottish Prem- the richer Scottish Premiership clubs? Would Annan be looking for that? Well, at the moment, I think any you know the lower league clubs would be looking for any help financially from any avenue that it could come. But as I stated previously, that the Premiership clubs themselves will have a lot of outgoings mm. also, which they're going to be in a, a same position as ourselves, but obviously, you know, at a different level. The, I think what would make, you know, the government coming out and saying, here, there's, you know, there's, there's money there for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's in an ideal world, but, you know, that's, we don't know if that's going to happen or not. And that's and that's the underlying problem. Nobody knows. Yeah, that, that really hit home, that didn't it? Yeah. This is it. It comes. It gets a bit more serious when you when you realise that that jobs are in jeopardy. And I told and, you it was and, serious. Well, as I was saying, like no, I didn't disagree with you. I know this is my point earlier on. And we were talking about like football. Like, oh, it's getting cancelled. Oh no, what been going to watch? Let's go watch some non-league football, Tony. It's, it's <laughs> when like, it helping really the small it, it brings into it brings into the light that handing Celtic the title doesn't matter. There's some of these teams are so pivotal to their communities yeah. and um, the local areas around them. Places like Annan, I think it's, you know, only like five to ten thousand people live in Annan. It's a very, very small place. And and the smaller villages around that area as well, they travel in to go and yeah. watch the games. And you've you've got even got clubs further up like Inverness having yeah. emergency emergency talks about how they continue financially well, apparently Park Thistle uh, chief exec Park Thistle was called Jerry Britton he said that uh, Thistle will face at least £150,000 loss in income if the season scrapped there's a boy uh, uh, Stranraer Ryan Stevenson is offered to forgo his wages in a bid to uh... oh man <laughs> yeah I, I, on sports he was on sports scene last night uh-huh. uh, not sports scene sorry sports sound um, where he was saying uh, he actually said he really enjoyed Saturday off <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> yeah, he thought it was actually quite good, and that he had birthday cake for breakfast. It's funny how like it, had, it's uh, funny people's lives are built around going to watch the football and, and watching it on the TV, and ah, it just changes everything, does it? I mean, just before we go now, we're, we're you know, I I don't know when I might see you di- two guys again, mm. but um, to kind of lighting this goodbye. <laughs> Um, have you got any suggestions for people self-isolating right now? Any good documentaries to watch? Any good TV shows yeah, to pick up? Play Football Manager and uh, <laughs> like at me on Twitter, and I'll talk to you about it. If you think it's confusing and you just want to get into it again, I'll help you out a wee bit. That's fine. Yeah, I'll do that. I'm uh, nice. Today? I'll yeah. play Football Manager, but I can't wait for the next series of the Sunderland documentary on Netflix, which comes out on April the first. Interesting. And that'll, be, that'll be a good. A good watch, but also a good laugh. Well, also, that... just so everyone knows, uh, Aberdeen versus Real Madrid 1983 Cup Winners' Cup final, which Aberdeen won, by the way, when they won the Cup Winners' Cup in 1983. That is available to watch on YouTube, so just uh, watch that over well, and over again. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to watch the uh, Craig Brown Diaries from 1998, <laughs> uh, Scotland in the World Cup. They were much better times, weren't they? <laughs> um, but that's it for the show today. Thank you for listening Thanks to Tony for joining us, JJ as well, and to Little Kicks for providing our theme tune. Thank you to Abby for looking after us and not making us sound like idiots. And until next time, stay safe, stay isolated, uh, even if you're in the Highlands. But we'll see you next Tuesday, because we won't leave you. You've been listening to the Totally Scottish Football Show, a Muddy Knees Media production. 
For sales and advertising, please email sales at muddynewsmedia.com. Keep up to date with everything across our Totally Football Network at The Totally Show on Twitter. And make sure you check out our brand new website too, thetotallyfootballshow.com. Hello listeners, I'm Caroline Barker, host of the Totally Football League show. I'm joined each week by Sam Parkin. Say hello, Sam. Hi, Caroline. By Adrian Clark. Say hello, Adrian. Hello. And the Bolton Wanderers fan too. Not Adrian, but Joe Criddy. Looking forward to League Two. Yes. <laughs> each week we go headfirst into the EFL to bring you the latest from the pitches to the next crisis to whatever Ian Holloway has said now. From Leeds to Luton, Sunderland to Plymouth, Swindon to Stevenage and everything in between. If it's the EFL you want, we've got you covered. Haven't we, Ollie? Just a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. (laughs) Your guess is as good as ours. That's the Totally Football League show out every Wednesday. In the most delightful way. It's brilliant. I just love it. Muddy News Media.